Cultural observers have long lamented the decline of the English language in everyday speech. That decline, as it turns out, also extends to familiar phrases. Here's John Carroll's take. I hope you know that the time-honored cliché is currently under attack. Odds are, it's a lead pipe cinch, you'll hear a baker's dozen clichés this very day. The problem is, a significant number of them will be, well, variations on a cliché. Call it mangled phrase syndrome, the strange inability to nail a cliché down. Witness one local college student who wrote of a certain ad campaign, it nails the hammer on the head. These are not your grandfather's clichés, literally. The outbreak of mangled phraseology is especially prevalent in the political world. A Democratic pollster recently noted the shift in emphasis of the presidential race from Iraq and terrorism to domestic issues such as health care and the economy. From my point of view, the Democratic pollster said, the Republicans are jumping from the pot to the frying pan. Maybe he confused that with the pot calling the kettle black. Or maybe he's just a pothead. And then there's New Jersey Governor John Corzine, who was accused of financial irregularities in lending half a million dollars to his girlfriend. The problem was, the girlfriend happened to be the head of a major state employees union. Corzine responded, we are going to ask the state ethics committee to take a professional, fair, and quick study on this and let the chips lay where they are. Laying a cliché to rest was the Mississippi man who protested the reopening of civil rights cases from the 1960s. Whatever happened in Mississippi, he said, they ought to let laying dogs lie. Of course, lying was the default position in Mississippi back then. In the financial services field, the beleaguered Countrywide Financial Corporation recently found itself in court over some letters the mortgage giant had fabricated. These letters, the federal bankruptcy judge said, are a smoking gun that something is not right in Denmark. Hey, if Hamlet had owned a gun, Shakespeare could have written an even more boffo third act. It's not just civilians mangling cliches either. A New York Times columnist wrote this about the National Football League's attempt to run big games exclusively on the NFL network in order to arm-twist cable operators into carrying the league's wholly-owned subsidiary. It seems self-evident, the Times columnist wrote, that if the NFL network were truly responsible for luring customers from the Time Warner system, the cable operators would fold like a cheap suit. Not to mention how badly it would wrinkle. Other new wrinkles on old phrases? The talk radio host who said, I know I'm taking a lot of bows and arrows, and the gay rights activist who hit the daily double by accusing a local politician of throwing the entire gay community in front of the bus at the altar of his political aspirations. To top it all off, here's former Massachusetts Governor William Weld during his brief and ill-fated New York gubernatorial run. Weld said his support for abortion rights was not everybody's dish of tea. Make that not everybody's dish of tea for two. John Carroll is a mass communication professor at Boston University and a correspondent for WGBH-TV's Beat the Press. What's your take? Share your comments about this commentary or hear more of John Carroll's take online at wgbh.org slash John Carroll.